This is Jewish Board Talk with Cherie Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. Ofeta Hahn is the director of the International School of Bar-Ilan University, which is based in Ramatgan in Tel Aviv. The university was founded in 1955 and since its establishment aimed to combine Jewish studies with academic excellence. Ofer is in Johannesburg as part of the Israel Expo, which has been taking place at Biachat this past week, to expose and show opportunities for students to work and live in Israel. Also joining me is Elisheva Kasev, a former Linksfield, King David Linksfield student and currently a student at Bar-Ilan University. Welcome, Ofer and Elisheva. Thank you for having Thank us. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us here. Um, Ofer, let's start with you. Bar-Ilan University was established in 1955 and as a kind of Mizrahi university which aimed at promoting science. Can you just give me a little bit of history about the university? Yeah, the university was established by Mizrahi, as you said. It was established as a Jewish university, Zionistic university, and based on that, and the first faculty, actually the biggest faculty till today, was faculty for Jewish studies. Uh, along the year, it was developed into science, and today it is, mm, I would say, not I would say, but according to the world ranking, it's one of the top 3% best universities in the world as based on the STEM, the science, hmm. technology, engineering, and mathematics uh, departments. It has eight faculties today. One of them is the Jewish Studies faculty, and the rest, of course, is psychology, education, and uh, science, exact science. We also have a brain center hmm. studies, as well as nanotechnology center, and the only partial accelerator in the Middle East working together with the United States with and Europe. The um, opportunities are absolutely amazing for students today. You have to kind of be envious of young people going out to study because uh, there's so much. There, the, the, uh, yeah, there is a lot to choose from. There are 54 departments, and until a year ago or two years ago, they could choose only study in Hebrew. Today they can study in English too. In several, of course, not in all the departments, but in several departments, and they can combine, meaning that a South African student comes to study in Israel. He studies for a year, and he can decide he will participate in one of our program, exchange program, with the universities we have agreement with, for example, with a European university. So he goes for a semester, let's say in Germany or in England or in Holland or in Italy, come back to Bar-Ilan and graduate and finish his degree at Bar-Ilan. So he's an international student at Barinan and in Europe. Um, Ofer, um, before we look at Elisheva and get her kind of insights and her experiences, um, to what extent are Israeli universities opening international schools? Because this is just a year old, which means Israel is recognizing now the need for... Absolutely. Absolutely. There, there was, um, I think it, it was the decision of the Higher Educational Council in Israel uh, three years ago, to open the universities in Israel to an international studies. There were certain colleges that did give uh, academic uh, um, degrees in English, but the university, the big universities, weren't there. A year ago, a year and a half ago, they were open to degrees, to I mean to undergraduate degrees, because PhDs and postdoc were always in English. Research was always in English, but for a BA degree, someone who graduated high school and wants to study in English, it wasn't, there wasn't an option at the, at the universities. It's an option now. Hmm. 
Amazing opportunity. And Elisheva, you have taken the opportunity to study. Is it intimidating and scary? Was it a smooth transition? Um, so initially it's always scary. There's a new place. You don't know where you are. Um, but slowly you get used to it and people have been so welcoming and so inviting. When they hear you from South Africa, they think it's a really cool thing and they really want to help you and make you part of the Israeli society. So I have a couple of questions for you. Um, firstly, when, what are you studying and when did you join the university? Okay, so I am studying remedial education in Tanakh. Um, so I'm in my second year. Um, so did you go straight from school no, here? I took a gap year and in Israel. I, in Israel, at a seminary MMY, and then I took actually did the Mechina program at Barilat, which is a university preparation program, um, which gets your Hebrew on a higher level, and um, you learn how to write academic papers, you learn how to do maths in Hebrew, science in Hebrew. So really, it, it gets you prepared to be studying in Hebrew. Are you stu- studying in Hebrew? Yes, I am studying in Hebrew. Okay, so you're not. Um, so obviously, um, Elishev is not doing the English program, and that's also okay. It's an opportunity yeah, it's, for it's, students. It's absolutely, a great opportunity. Actually, there are more programs in Hebrew, of course, mm-hmm. than in English, and she chose the long way. Right. Which is uh, which gives her, of course, more opportunities to choose from at the university. Um, at the end of the day, does it matter? Because when you go to Israel, you, you learn Hebrew. You, even if you're an international student studying in English, do you help students um, with learning Hebrew, learning the language, and settling in? Of, of course. Uh, you have to understand that the international school at Barilan University contains the students from all over the world, not just Jews. We have students from China, South Korea, India, United States, Europe. Uh, and we and to teach them Hebrew is not in their top priority. Mm-hmm. Some of them, yes, the South Koreans do, but uh, Jewish students, like uh, the South African students, that choose to study in Hebrew, we give the whole um, the whole surrounding and the whole support to do that. We have a Hebrew ulpan, mechina. Everything so they can study in Hebrew. So both options are actually available. Um, Elisha um, Ofer said you took the longer route. Um, the gap year, did that help you? Yes, the gap year really. I needed a year after like the hecticness of school just to take a break and like find myself and just be, be in Israel and then get ready to start studying academically. So that, that gave you kind of a bit of uh, st- stability in terms of settling yourself. Yes. And in terms of um, accommodation, because I know that's kind of the thing that most parents, never mind uh, <laughs> the students, would worry about. How, how did you find accommodation? So next to Barry Line University is a, an area called Givat Shmuel, where a lot, a lot of students rent apartments together. There is the option of studying, of, of living in dorms. Um, I chose to study to sorry, to stay just outside of the university. Um, and we rent apartments, students together, we do Shabbatot together, we host. It's just a really fun, independent living. So. As a South African who kind of is used to more space than one would have in Israel, did you find that an issue? Or what was the biggest challenge for you? Um, the biggest challenge for me was ju- is just being away from my family. I'd say that's one of the hardest things. But you learn, you speak to them. The Thank God we have Skype. We can really just speak all the time. Um, but it was really nice to be able to do my own washing, make my own food. It really made me more independent. And what do you miss most? Definitely my family. <laughs> <laughs> so the hardest adjustment um, for four students is possibly their family. So it's not so much the logistics of the washing that may f- 
worry many South Africans who are used to possibly a more um, pampered kind of lifestyle. It really helps like, students. Like, if there's anything, you can go to the offices and ask for help, and they'll help you out and just to make your transition as easy as possible. And I must say that uh, the students, the South African students, as well as English-speaking students, build the community, supporting community, within the university, living outside of the university. So they have a lot of activities, afternoon activities, weekends activities. They they really have a full life and a supportive, uh, supportive uh, surrounding. We also give them the opportunity or the option to, to, to live within the campus. So the campus dorms, each one has got his own room, etc. Mm-hmm. But they have a very nice, supportive uh, community in Givachmoel. It is fun to be part of a dorm as well, and it is you do feel part of a community. And I think whatever the options, whether you're sharing just with roommates or in a dorm, um, I think it's part of the university life that you miss out on if you don't have that kind of um, opportunity. Absolutely. Costs is going to be the ultimate (laughs) question for all parents and students. Okay. So basically, Bariland University decided, differently different from others, to give the international students... Making Aliyah or not, they don't have to make Aliyah. Decide to come just as a student. They pay as the Israeli student, meaning, and with an added value, with a little bit more, Israeli student pays eleven and a half thousand shekels a year, which is approximately three thousand two hundred dollars or three hundred. And the South African student will pay thirteen and a half thousand shekels, which is approximately three and a half thousand dollars, which is, if you compare it to American university, is nothing. If you compare it to high school in South Africa, King David, it's the same. So they kind of keep paying the same, <laughs> but for academic studies, for a higher education. And um, dorms cost approximately 1,440 shekels a month. I don't know how much you pay. Around the same. Around the same? Yeah. Each. Each person. Each, yeah. yeah. But at the dorms, they get their own room and they pay that, which is in rents. Rents is... Multiplied in four. So, <laughs> whatever it is. You're from the science five, and technology. Five thousand six hundred, rents approximately, and uh, food is according to, uh, as much as they expense expense. Now, if a student from South Africa comes for a PhD, he doesn't pay. We pay him. Okay. That's for the PhDs. So, so for uh, students later in life, that's a re- really great opportunity to, yeah. you know, for older. Mm-hmm. Students, absolutely. So we, we we urge. We also asking for. We're looking for PhDs. We, the research at Barilan was expanded dramatically. We have a list of all the departments that are looking for good uh, PhD students and postdoc students. So not just BAs, not just high schoolers, but also PhDs. So mature students as well. Ofer, I have one last question for you before you give contact details. And that is, do you recommend, and I'm speaking now specifically for a South African Jewish market, that students make aliyah and then study or take an opportunity to study and then make aliyah? That's a very personal question. Each person has its own... Uh, his own... Um, pros and cons in this question. Um, I'm personally, I'm favorite of Aliyah. <laughs> I must say, um, I'm favorite of Aliyah. I favor, firstly, any student that does make Aliyah doesn't pay for his stu- studies. It's for free. If he makes Aliyah, the government, the Israeli government pays for his studies. Um, but you know, 
everyone has got his own plans in life. Mm. So Interesting. I want to... Influence the process. Yeah, I want Contact details. Okay, so our website is www.biuinternational.com. And, uh, of course, they can contact me directly. And my email is offer, O-F-E-R, dot dahan, D-A-H-A-N, at biu.ac.il. Oh, it sounds absolutely amazing. If anybody missed those contact details, you're welcome to contact me. I have them. And I'd just like to say thank you so much to Ofer Dahan, who's the director of the International School of Barilan University, and Elisheva Kasev, who is a former King David Linksfield student now studying there. Thanks so much for coming in and sharing your experiences. Thank you so much for having us.